Hello, and welcome to episode 275. My favorite sex position. (laughs) Uh, Of Retail Nightmares, I'm your co-ghost, Jessica Delisle. With me from her own domicile is Alicia Tobin. Hi. 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 How's it going? You know, it's going. That almost sounds like Farmer Man. Oh, I miss that guy. Yeah, I hope he's okay. They'll never know, probably. That's my my feeling on it. <laughs> Who knows where he's gone? Maybe he's moved across the country to start a new life for himself. Speaking of across the country, our guest today is coming to us all the way from Halifax, Nova Scotia. He is a musician. He's a writer. He's an artist. He's a podcaster. He is uh, an incredible thinker. It's Andrew Neville. I'm also, uh, ironically, you said you talked about moving across the country to start a new life because I'm actually currently trying to start a new life as well. Um, so just just thought it was kind of like funny that you said something like that. New, new lifer. Re born again. Uh, not yet. I'm, I'm gestating again, maybe (laughs) fetal again. (laughs) Yeah. You're in the fetal position a lot these days. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, Andrew, how are things over there? Uh, pretty good. Eastern Canada. We're good. We're COVID free. No. I heard that yeah. today. Really? Yeah, I think like we've been for quite a while. Like things pretty normal here. Hmm. Like people are going clubbing. People are kissing. Weird. Kissing and clubbing? <laughs> no, no, I don't think we're doing either of those things. We're not clubbing. Bars are open. Bars have started doing karaoke again, though, this week, which... Uh, it's a super spreader event. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's all I can think is like, you're just spitting on a thing you're holding. Yeah, like is everyone going to bring their own mic or something? No, but they're disinfecting and changing covers between singers. Okay. Sounds like solid science. Yeah, it seems fine to me. Honestly, like bars know what they're doing. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're COVID free. Uh, 100% wow. no COVID. You did it. We did it. You beat the fungus. <laughs> we beat the fungus. Fungus free. <laughs> Yeah, I guess cases, active cases are going down here. Or so Jay tells me I've stopped looking at the numbers just because what's the point? <laughs> My big thing is I got a big tattoo or half of a big tattoo. That's what I did this week. Really? Yeah, I got. That's cool. Got a big tattoo on my arm. I can't see. What is it like a dog? Yeah, it's a big dog. That's cool. <laughs> the, oh, is that the Muppet Babies? It's the Muppet Babies. Wow, that's so sick. And then it says in big letters, it goes wraps around my back. It says not canon. Mm. <laughs> I respect I respect and agree with that. So I'm glad that yeah. you're taking such a strong stance on the Muppet canon. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, no one else is. Everyone else is cowards and revisionists. Yeah. I respect the Muppet canon. And that yeah. canon is the canon that Gonzo shoots chickens out of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excellent, Jessica. um yeah i got a tattoo that's so big that we didn't finish it in one day and i had to have to go back in two weeks whoa so i'm like officially a tattoo guy (laughs) that's cool you're inked yeah check out my fresh ink (laughs) Mm -hmm. you should get a sons of anarchy t-shirt or something too (laughs) yeah even though i've never seen that show no me neither i only watch tv shows that have jesse plemons in them now Mm. which guy's that um, he's the guy who looks like Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, he's like Philip Seymour Hoffman, Matt Damon mix. He's fu- Philip oh, Seymour Hoffman. Perfect. Too. Yeah. 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 
That's cool. He looks like Matt da- a picture of Matt Damon that's been turned upside down. <laughs> I think he looks better than that. Yeah, he's oh, pretty good. Oh, yeah, that was out. a compliment. Yeah, I don't like Matt Damon, but I do like Jesse Plemons. Yeah, I'm watching Friday Night Lights right now. Just uh, yeah. him and Taylor Kitsch. Like, Classic indie rock show. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. <laughs> um, the only thing I know about Sons of Anarchy, uh, I've never watched it, but there's this call center I used to work at, and it was right next to a bowling alley, and the bowling alley was just where sort of like... You know, some some rough and tumble characters would hang out regularly during the daytime to drink all day. Mm-hmm. And there was one guy who would always go to the bowling alley and he would drive like, uh, you know, those like DUI bicycles. <laughs> no. Like, you know, when like a bicycle has like an, an electric engine attached oh, to yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, you're, <laughs> you're not allowed to operate a motor vehicle anymore. Like, so there was a guy who'd always be riding that up and down the road and like drinking in this bowling alley, but he would always have, he had, would wear a leather vest, like a biker vest with a sons of anarchy back. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and I always thought that guy was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. We should probably check out that show if he's endorsing it. Yeah, if a real biker is endorsing it. <laughs> real life DUI bicycle. I've never yeah. thought of those as that. I've always just like wondered why they exist. I've exclusively thought of them as the first time I ever saw them. What I think I was like, oh, it's a guy who lost his license. Mm, you're smarter than me. I'm just like, why are you a on the bike path or b like riding on the sidewalk? Mm. They always yeah. go in weird it's a real problem here. Where, where do they go on the road? On the street, I, I guess. Yeah, it's a motor know. vehicle. Yeah, yeah. If it's got a motor, and they are allowed on the bike path, but they think that that should be reexamined. Yeah, yeah, there should be a new path just for fast bikes. I agree. And yeah, there should be three separate lanes in the bike lane, like on the highway, and you can only pass in a certain lane, and then there's like a HOV lane. Mm-hmm. Welcome to bike lane. Uh, that sounds a, that's a very Vancouver idea. Is it? Yeah. Are we yeah. like known for our bike lane politics? I think so. I don't know anything about Vancouver or politics or bikes, but if you were to ask me, I would say uh, that's what that's what would come out of my head for sure. You're not wrong. There's also some guys here who, uh, and I really respect them, uh, will always just drive down the road on their like electric wheelchairs, <laughs> like just straight up in traffic. Uh, and I'm like, good for them, you know. I love them when they have like a little safety flag. Yeah, or they're listening to the raid, like they're listening to Steppenwolf, maybe. <laughs> It always brightens my day and there's a flag on the back. Yeah. Like a nice orange like bicycle flag. I love it. It's good. (laughs) Yeah. So you have a podcast called Incredible Thoughts and I was on it as a a retail mall expert. It's true. We're doing an exchange. Yeah. (laughs) Um, There's no money involved, right? Yeah. This is free. Just so you know. Yeah. But you're so you're you're an expert as well. You've you've had some jobs. Had a couple. You you are. I don't know if you're going to delve into this, but you worked in a in a notorious place. Yeah, uh, a few. Are we talking about American Apparel? Yes, American Apparel. <laughs> do tell. I love American talk, Apparel. Starts. Oh man, where do we start from? Only, America with only American if Apparel? you want to. I would love to because I. It's like one of my favorite things to talk about because it's. It just kind of skirts reality in like all these different ways where <laughs> so many things happen there that would just never happen in any other like circumstance you could possibly expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and right, rightfully so. 
Uh, um, I started working there in the summer of 2007. Whoa. So quite some time ago now. I was 19 years old. Um, I just moved out of my parents' house for the first time. I was working at sort of an upscale grocery store downtown. And one of my coworkers also worked at the American Apparel. And her partner was like a manager there. And just one day she just was like, do you want to come work at American Apparel? And I just, a week later started. Like there was an interview, but it was like kind of barely an interview. Wow. So you didn't have to submit a photo of yourself. Well, I actually got in like right before, like just <laughs> before that started being a policy. Lucky. Um, which like, I don't think I'm a bad looking dude, but I'm definitely not the kind of person that uh, gets hired at American Apparel. Definitely don't fit the, like uh, the mold, so to speak. Um, so over like for subsequent years and ever, there was like a thing where we had to do staff photos. I would always find like a cr- really creative solution to get out of it and avoid getting my picture taken. Nice. Cause in the back of my head, I was just like, man, if they see me, they're going to fire me. Uh, Andrew, would, would you just put a pair of pantyhose over your head for the picture? <laughs> yeah. Or like just stand behind a mirror or like this anything, you know, uh, duck down really quickly as the flash went off. Uh, <laughs> hide behind a big plant. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. It was kind of a chill job. Like I've, I've heard horror stories about it being really hard to work there from other people who worked in other cities. But the thing with Halifax was we're, you know, we're far away from any like major urban center. Um, like we're far from Montreal where the head office was. So we were sort of like on our own. Yeah. Um, just sort of a drift in the wind. And <laughs> most of the people now who are like my closest friends are my, are, like we all worked there. Wow. Like Seamus and Graham and like Brad Lehead <laughs> and Allison and just everyone worked there. They all uh, worked the there. Sa- wow. Everyone worked there at the same time. And so there definitely was a, a sense that we kind of do whatever we wanted, uh, which was basically true. Um, became less true over time. But like when I first started there, which is before any of those folks worked there, but I would like we would just routinely drink all the time at work. Oh, wow. Um <laughs> And like, it'd be like, oh, we're closing. I guess we're going to start drinking at seven. And it was like, fine. And just like everyone, like everyone stole all the time. Um, And it was fine. And there was like kind of no real work to do. I think I have a band t-shirt that was made from a stolen shirt from the (laughs) I think uh, about a thousand people may have one. (laughs) Oh, wow. Holy shit. I won't say what band or who made them, but a lot of people have them. Um, I guess the company just doesn't exist anymore, so it's like fine. But uh, well, there's Los Angeles Apparel now, which is yeah, like there's Daddy's new company, secretly the same but like different. It's all gray now. Like the the thing that I liked about American Apparel was the amount of colors, and now it's like now we're exclusively taupe. I know. I was just like, wow, it's all gray. I'm gonna check them out. <laughs> <laughs> we had the exact opposite response. I was like, oh, maybe I should have a look. <laughs> Although gray, like, is not a, doesn't necessarily like. There's all different types of gray, and That's I true. was looking at uh, clothes the other day online, and my millennial joke was, "Why are all the clothes beige?" Mm, there, a lot of beige right now. A lot of brown, a lot of pink, yeah. a lot of beige, and they're all like colors that I don't wear. Um, it's interesting. It's just an interesting, like, it's not a, you know, how much I love millennials. It's just interesting to like click on like what colors are available, and it's just all colors I wouldn't wear. The colors that are available now are just the same colors that the iPhone comes in. It's true. Like the <laughs> yeah, rose it's desert, gold. desert yeah. colors. Yeah. yeah, it's it's weird. There's a squirrel uh, cleaning its tail. Oh, podcast over. That's staring cool. at me. Uh, and it just went down this tree. Uh, that's fine. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of like really, f- yeah, American Apparel, it was just like kind of a very funny place to work. Um, I worked there on and off for like seven years. Holy oh, wow. shit. Um, like there's a few different times I just straight up quit. And then like a month later, I'd just be like, can I have my job back? And they'd be like, okay. Uh, and I got away with that for a while near the end of my time working there. I had somehow like wrangled a job at a a retail clothing store where ostensibly my job was folding clothes. I had somehow figured out a way to let them, to get them where they let me work from home Whoa! (laughs) and just bill them the hours. And like, uh, ostensibly my job was supposed to be making up sales and promotions for the store. Uh, so I just would like kind of do nothing. And everyone could be like, yeah, I worked 12 hours this week. Uh, Whoa. And then not do anything. Um, That's which the is, dream. Yeah, it's really funny that that company just collapsed. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mystery. Yeah. So weird. So weird that that happened. Maybe it wasn't Dove Charney's fault. Mm. My understanding of when they collapsed was that they went public. They decided to become a publicly traded company. And uh, there was never a lot of investor confidence in the man Dove Charney for some reason. Mm. So it just like this stock price just never like no one ever bought stock. Yeah. Um, Weird. Weird. Yeah, very weird. (laughs) And then that was sort of it. Like once that happened, there was I remember like so many times working there where we were like, this is it. (laughs) Like this, (laughs) like the stock price would plummet. We'd be like, we're all going to lose our jobs next week. Like for sure. And then it just kept not happening. Um, and it wasn't until like long after I stopped working there that they finally did sort of collapse. So it wasn't your fault. It wasn't my fault. Not, <laughs> not for lack of trying. It's so weird. In 2009, they sent me to Edmonton for a month. A month? Which month? Uh, it was the month of September to work. Oh, it was like nice. mid, it was like middle of September till middle of October. And, uh, it was like, they had these two stores in Edmonton, one on white Ave and one in the West Edmonton mall. And they both were just like a mess. And the person who had been my manager in Halifax at the time had been there once before. And he was like, had to go back to fix these stores up. And he just was like, do you want to come with me? And I just was like, okay. Uh, but then once I got there, it was like, you're also just not allowed to leave now until we tell you it's time, it's time to go. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, hit a point after two weeks where I was just like, man, I don't want to be in uh, Edmonton, Alberta by myself anymore. This is yeah. like a kind of a hellish experience. And I just would work like, like I'd go to one store. I go to the store in the West Edmonton mall for like five or six in the morning and then like work for 12 hours and then get a bus across town to the White Ave store and like work another five or six hours. And like, oh we'll just do, we'll just be working like 12, 13, 14, 15 hours a day, every single day. Cause what um, else did you have to do? And then there was one day I was kind of sick and uh, I took it off and they just got like really mad about me like missing a day. But I worked for like 30 days straight otherwise. Holy like, shit. Uh, and because of uh, this is so boring to everyone, I'm sure. I just remember because minimum wage and, and just the way wages work in Alberta is different than in Nova Scotia. Like everyone that was an employee at these stores was getting paid significantly more than I was to be their like kind of manager. Hmm. For, for that month um because i was still getting paid just like whatever i was getting paid in nova scotia and also like stuff about overtime is way different in alberta like if you work a long enough day in alberta you just automatically get overtime but in nova scotia you have to work it's i think it's anything over 90 hours in two weeks you get overtime oh, oh wow. shit. so it's like quite different um so i was just like working a lot and not <laughs> like not making that much money that's so frustrating 
but it was cool. That was a cool trip. Uh, I like, yeah, I just had to clean up pee a lot. Uh, most of my job was like at the white Avenue store, just cleaning up mouse shit. Oh no. Cause if there was mouse shit every, cause there's no rats in Alberta. Right. Famously. So there's just like mice everywhere. So I was just there one day and like going through clothes on the shelf. And I was like, there's mouse shit literally everywhere back here. Like all of these things oh just need God. to be thrown in the garbage. I just, no one had noticed before. They needed a shop cat. Yeah. That would have been cool. I don't know. I'm worried this is boring. Do you have any like specific American apparel questions? <laughs> yeah. Did you ever meet Dev Charney? I never met him. I talked to him on the phone a few times. Yeah. Uh, but he never I don't think he ever came to Halifax. Mm, His loss. I met his mom. His mom came to our store a few times. Weird. Um, But she wasn't there for him. She just was like in on a cruise ship, like as a tourist. (laughs) And she would like come in the store and be like, I'm Dove's mother. (laughs) Give me a tube top. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Just this old, like very rich woman from Montreal. What if she said, give me a tube top. One for each tit. Mm. <laughs> a boob top. Yeah, a like a nap, top. like napkin rings. <laughs> a boob tube. <laughs> <laughs> a napkin rings. Uh-huh. I believe one of my worst bosses ever was Dove's uh, cousin. Oh. And he owned a couple of stores in Montreal. And uh, he was, a, at the time, he seemed so old. He was 27. And I think I was, <laughs> he was 27 or like 31 and he owned some stores and uh, we had to carry American Apparel stuff. And he was just, he, I don't know, you know, now that I'm the age that I'm at and I've seen a lot of stuff. I, he was just like 27 and had taken on too much and was fucking up his life and doing, yeah. smoking too much weed and trying to get away with stuff he shouldn't be trying to get away with. And he must have just been like crumbling under the pressure. But we were just like, what a fucking loser. <laughs> was he the guy who would do like uh exercise in shorts where you could see his balls yeah that's the one okay that's what i thought <laughs> american apparel shorts i'm like wait i know a story about this man's balls mm-hmm. that's sort of the story of those of like american apparel the stores is just like even the people that were managing them were all like 24 years old yeah, yeah. uh like we're so young and had no not that I think like managing a store is a particularly difficult thing. Um, yeah. Of the people that I knew who worked there, like they would get so much responsibility so quickly. And then yeah. because they had nothing invested, they would, of course, immediately take advantage of it. <laughs> well, then they were being taken advantage of, right? Yeah. So it was like, well, might as well uh, steal. And like I was dating someone who was like doing merchandising at all the stores in the lower mainland. So he would just like get in the van and go to the other store. But he would like bill for all that time. And he and all the guys who were like the van boys would just like deal drugs <laughs> out of the van <laughs> and do drugs in the van. And you could just make money doing that <laughs> on top of your drug. Yeah, money. they had like a base salary. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we would have these weekly conference calls and right. like even like management of the stores. I think you were making like probably $12 an hour if you were managing the Halifax store at the time. Oh, my God. Um, which not a lot of money. Um, like it would have been probably like $2 over minimum wage at the time. 
But and, and it's a story where like nothing actually happens and it's just like it kind of runs itself. But like we'd have these weekly conference calls that would just be, you know, the children managing these stores getting like verbally abused for like an Yikes. hour or two. Yikes. Um, and it, it was, yeah, it's like such a weird, a very weird culture. Um, good riddance. Yeah, kind of good riddance. It's interesting. I actually think a lot and I, I'm hoping someday that someone does like a really, I would love a really deep dive into not just American apparel, but I find it really fascinating. And me and my friend Chris have talked about this, that like there's something in Montreal in the nineties that like gives us like both vice and American apparel, like at the same time, um, like they're both born like in the mid nineties in Montreal mm-hmm. and both end up being these like really kind of outsized influences on like, for lack of a better word, like white hipster culture in the like early mid two thousands. And I think there's like, it'd be interesting to know like what was going on in Montreal all the time that like allowed those things to flourish. Like half me wonders if it's just like Cégep, like everyone was just getting like grants from the Quebec government to start their stupid small businesses, whether that be like Vice Magazine or American Apparel. But it's a, there's something, there's like something interesting there culturally that happened. Yeah. Get a grant and make a documentary. (laughs) I'm like, Mm -hmm. I lived there that during that time and I'm like, it wasn't that interesting. Yeah, Yeah, that's the thing. Like there wasn't, I can't think of anything like internally going on, even when I talk to people about it, but these two things happened. And I guess they're probably pretty disconnected from like the actual culture of Montreal. I don't know though, because when you said it, like I definitely remember, I remember those moments so clearly. And I think at that time there was a lot going on in Montreal culturally. And it's just when you're young, you don't right. really think about it. You're just like, this is daily life. But it was kind of bananas. Even that store that where I worked was insane. Like, there's just like, it was open in the beginning for 24 hours. That was the plan. Holy shit. With like a DJ and, <laughs> and like imported like uh, energy drinks from Japan. And, mm-hmm. and like, it was really just a weird time. And it was very, it was like from the outside, it seemed very cool. Yeah. And Vice and American Apparel, like, I, I also can't think of them as not being linked because I feel like my, like I had known about Vice before working there, but it wasn't until before American Apparel came to Halifax. I think there was only one other place in the whole city you could even get Vice magazine. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then like American Apparel, it was like Vice and American Apparel were just linked in this like really, really intense way where the art direction of both were so similar and like yeah. the, the cast of characters involved uh, like yeah. creatively were so similar. Just like a weird pervy world. Yeah. And and just think like Jessica, you were saying like, oh, the colors that were so great at American Apparel, but in this like, they were such a part of like indie, like for lack of a better term again, like indie rock at the time or even like white hipster club culture. Yeah. It was like really rocket fueled by, by being able to get clothes at American Apparel. Totally. Um, there's this, there's a strange and interesting history there that I don't know how to quite grasp, I think. And you were part of it all. Yeah, it was a weird part of it. We all were, sort of. Yeah, everyone's got a, everyone has a, a page in the book. It's great. American Apparel things are great now to cut up and use like for patches and mending things. <laughs> That's what I do with them cut up all the tights and like weave mm. things out of them now that we live in a in a post consumerist world where we just weave and trade basket based economy. Well, even <laughs> that's in, like the post consumerist thing is interesting because American Apparel Vice also both sort of position themselves as being that in a particular way. Like American Apparel's whole hook was being like 
ethical manufacturing. Right. And uh, Vice, I think, sort of ran with that same sort of attitude as like Adbusters or something, but even more devoid of <laughs> of like actual politics in any way, but like replicated the tone of and sort of the ethos of. And I don't even know if Adbusters in the end, if we look back on it, really stood for anything, but... <laughs> Like Vice definitely stood for even less and they were really able to like capture like the zeitgeist of things without actually buying into them. Like the ethical manufacturing stuff at American Apparel is cool, but Dove was still also like, aside from the sex stuff, like he was very like vehemently anti-union. Like they were really against even the, like the factory staff unionizing and whenever it would be discussed, they would be like, well, you have everything you want here. Like you're, you're paid well, you have healthcare. Like why do you need a union? Great. (laughs) And like in that, and like obviously, like that sort of like consideration of the employee did not extend to the retail employees who were treated awful and paid awful and uh, like just abused. Yeah, they're like sort of the original greenwash fashion line. Yeah, and yeah. It's come out afterwards that they weren't really paying their workers fair wages, and a lot of it is just marketing. And then we, yeah. I buy into it because I'm like, this is uh, fashion that is affordable and ethical and there's it's it seems like it's not always the case with most of these brands but um i think that's a great idea about vice and american apparel uh montreal during that time also i would love to watch a documentary about that yeah i really have to do credit that is really my friend chris's idea well, if you guys haven't it, trademarked but, uh, it it's now my idea so idea thanks so much it. for being on the podcast let's uh, wrap this up jessica i'm sorry chris <laughs> buy a tote bag uh okay, yeah buy a tote bag it's great meeting you andrew okay bye <laughs> it's like i'm like the people from the vow i'm already recording the documentary you don't even know it <laughs> this is like a part where like i don't edit it out and you're like you can have my idea this is the talking head segment <laughs> you're, you're secretly <laughs> filming the computer screen with your phone I mean, the real, the real solution to that question could just be that they were wealthy white people and that the location in the time was sort of tertiary to that fact. Like I know Dove was extremely wealthy. Like his parents both had, his mom was, I don't even remember what they did, but I remember like looking it up at the time and being like, oh, they have so much money. Like they're just like wealthy professionals. Yeah. If he had enough money to like encourage employees to steal, (laughs) like that's, that's, yeah, that was the funniest thing in the world. (laughs) Unfathomable. I can tell you his cousin really didn't like it. No. <laughs> no, he set up cameras all over the store. Um, it was so uncomfortable because there's a camera pointed at the till, pointed at the cash, in the stock room, just outside the change rooms, all along the walls. And this was like 1997. And he was, there was someone stealing from the store and it turned out to be a, like a close personal friend of his. It was very sad. I think it was very oh, sad no. for everybody. The owner, the person, the other staff who had really liked this guy as well. But he was super paranoid about theft. Hey, you can't trust anyone. You know, everyone's just snakes. Even your best friend could be a snake. Trust no one. The truth is out there. Yeah, they were really about, at the beginning, like, we encourage people to steal and go nuts. Um, But there was, like, a market shift. Probably around the time they went public, I remember getting an email at the store. (laughs) They were like, hey, guys. Yeah, well, they (laughs) just were like... down a bit. They were like, we know, we know who's been stealing at your store. We like have figured it out and you have one week to come forward and admit you've been stealing and we'll just fire you. Uh, but if you don't, then we're going to charge you, like criminally charge you for stealing. And everyone was just like, no, you don't, you don't know. There's no (laughs) way, you know, it's impossible. 
That's such <laughs> that tactic is such like a basic. Like, I would have one hundred percent fallen for it. <laughs> oh, I remember 100%. being extremely nervous. I was very nervous for about like half an hour, and then I was just like, "You, you don't, you don't got shit. Like, yeah. there's no way you know." Total bluff. I would have been fired. If they would have known, they would have just like dealt with that person already. Yeah. I did kind of like when I stopped working there for the final time, I was kind of like, I was basically fired. I was, they just sort of were like, it was when I was running the work from ham, the work from home scam. Oh yeah. And eventually the, I think I just got like a pink slip in the mail and I was just like, yeah, this makes sense. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I should, I should not work here anymore. You pushed it as far as it could go. Yeah. Oh man. Well, good for you for getting getting as much money out of there as possible and a lot of clothes for me and all my friends yeah i'm i finally i think i'm finally at the end of like all my free tights from there but actually no i think i have like two unopened packages still i have two sweaters still and a jacket like the jacket i wear every day is from there oh wow um and it's still in really good shape and i have a few pairs of socks oh nice yeah i think i've got some too it's like it's weird though because it's like weird connotations for me so whenever i can get rid of it i'm like yes finally. it's time to go yeah yeah <laughs> yeah totally but i also like can't bring myself to get rid of anything unless it's actually completely threadbare so i'm like yeah, a weirdo same. um alicia you had a retail dream i did what it so on thursday and friday and monday of the past week i was working for corner gas doing joke writing nice but I, at work, it's been kind of hectic. So I was still checking emails, just making sure like the coordinator that I work with was doing okay and whatever. And I got this email on Friday afternoon or Monday morning. It was Monday morning. And she said, I think a fan left you a message. And my blood oh my ran <laughs> my blood ran cold. I was like, uh, I, it's only happened maybe five times where someone has figured out where I work. And so I pressed play on the voicemail and... A lovely voice came out of the voicemail and it wasn't a fan at all. It was a person I'd helped maybe a few months ago and he had remembered me and he called to wish me a happy new year. And this is why my coworker was so confused because he's like, Shana Tova, I just wanted to, to call you and make sure that you're having a great day. And it was so sweet. And I was having a crap day in some ways. And it was maybe one of the nicest things anyone's ever done. And he doesn't know that I'm not Jewish. And he thinks that I'm Jewish because my name is very Jewish sounding. And because you tell jokes. Yeah. And I'm a comedian and I have curly black hair. Um, So I don't know. It just, uh, I will never delete that voicemail. Oh, that's so sweet. The the nicest man. I'm going to call him back tomorrow and tell him I'm not Jewish, but that he is the nicest. Because I have to call him back and acknowledge it. Yeah. Um, But it really made my day. I remember talking to him for a really long time a few months ago, and he was just so lovely. So, and that he remembered in his mind that this is a Jewish woman and he should call me. (laughs) I was like, You are so nice. You're the nicest man. Uh, How long ago do you think you first talked to him? I feel like it was in May. Oh, holy shit. Holy smokes. Yeah. Yeah. But he had this real quality. Like, he was just a really lovely person. And I remember little details about the conversation and maybe we spoke about Montreal. I don't know, but I also, I just, I love him and (laughs) I want him to call every week and ask me questions about our products. Yeah. Why not? So nice. You like pen pals on the phone. (laughs) Yeah. What's that called? Just friends. Uh, Phone Um, buddies. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, Andrew, did you have any other retail nightmares or do you just want to do a uh, demon or pudding? I like demons and puddings a lot more than I like jo- having a job. <laughs> That's true. Uh, like, I hope to eat pudding someday. Okay. Again, uh, I hope to see a demon would be cool. Yeah. I never want to work again as long as I live. I haven't worked in like a year and a half right now. And I'm like, would really love to continue that somehow. That sounds lovely. <laughs> okay. Potato business. Do you cut it into fries? Do you bake it into pie? Potato business. Do you keep it in a bowl? Do you stick it in a hole? Potato business. So we had a poll last week on our Patreon about what I should do with the one potato that I have. And by a mile, the winner of the poll was make pudding. So I did find a recipe for like a Jewish potato pudding. It's not really pudding. Like it's more of like a dessert, dessert like British pudding style, you know, um, but it yeah. looks it looks good. I think I can do better. I think I can find a way to just like make that potato really runny. Um, maybe put some maple syrup in it. But so anyway, this this segment of potato business brings us to a bigger question. And that is, what is pudding? Is it solid or gas? Let me calculate the mass. Do you serve it on a plate? Tell the guests I shall be late. So, Andrew, as our esteemed guest, pudding expert, incredible thinker. Okay. What do you think pudding is? Uh, it's like chewy milk. <laughs> <laughs> kind of chewy or gel milk? Gel milk. It's not like chewy, I guess. Well, I mean, the, wh- British, the British kind is. Yeah, that's true. It's l- extra lumpy. Uh, it's kind of a sauce. Yeah, pudding is a kind of sauce. It's is a it- sweet, like a sweet, like a dessert gravy. It is a yeah. dessert gravy. Yeah. Is, or like it- a dessert soup. Dessert mm. soup. Yeah. Like, you know those baby food style soups? Yeah. Yeah, those are good. I like those. But like, if you if that's chocolate instead of like carrot ginger, I think it's pudding. Yeah. As far as uh, I'm concerned. Is it an acceptable sauce, do you think? Acceptable sauces, Oh, it's like in, encouraged sauce. <laughs> Pudding. Um, <laughs> my mom just <laughs> texted me. Lorna said, where did you get your pretty green and purple sweater dress? And do you think they would have anything that would suit me? <laughs> mm. The answer is Uniqlo. And I got it over a year ago. So I love that. 
Love you, Lorna. Um, Alicia, what do you think pudding is? I think it's when you, you know, like right, like first thing in the morning when you go to the ocean and <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the, the tide is still out and there's these like kind of like brownish red circles on the sand um, and they're uh-huh. like, they look, they look like jelly. Yeah. That's pudding. That's pudding. So the like pudding harvester goes out early. Mm-hmm. That's and then they put it in a cup before the so you could just have in. it for free. Yeah, free pudding. If you just ate one off the ground. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> well, right now, like you both know that I got this big tattoo of Muppet Babies. Yeah. Um, so cool. Uh, I feel like it's gonna start making pudding. Oh, like it's pretty nice. It's pretty itchy now, and I feel Mm. like that means the pudding is forming. So, like, we'll check back in next week, and I'll let you know if if I have become like a a pudding a pudding surrogate (laughs) host. Yeah, I'm a pudding host. (laughs) It's so itchy. It's gonna be so great. It's so funny how many people like I went out and ran some errands the day after I got this tattoo and like every store I went into people like needed to be like fresh ink, huh? Where'd you get it done? That's so cool. You get it done <laughs> today? Like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, and then they wanted to show me their latest tattoo and they're like, check this out. Look at this. Oh, I like that one. And I was like, I just want to fucking buy shampoo, guys. Like, oh, wait, f- was this at Lush? It was at Lush. You oh. just can't quit that place. Damn. I just like solid shampoo. Yeah, solid shampoo is good. It rocks. Yeah. I kind of like can't really go in there. It kind of like makes my nose feel bad. Yeah. yeah. The one that I go into, they have their door open all the time and it's really tiny. And I usually just go in for like one thing and I'm like in and out of there. And one of the guys working there, like bless his heart, he was being very sweet to me. But he was like, oh, I just put together like little samples of this lotion. And he's like, use it on your tattoo. It'll be great. And I was like no fucking way am I going to put a Lush product <laughs> on an open wound like with a million different scents in it. Like you're supposed to use like a non-scented hypoallergenic like anyway, I was like, I'll take your free sample and I will smile and say thank you. <laughs> gross. It was very gross. Um, so today we're recording this on October 1st. Wow. Which marks the beginning of spooky season. That's right. Last night I went in to sniff a rose and I realized there was a spider on it. So roses are done. Spiders are taking over. Spider time. Yeah. It's spider season. It's all spiders, baby. The toadstools are (laughs) up. Everything's looking spooky. Mars is out. The harvest moon is tonight. Neil Young is howling at the moon. If you could be a demon, what kind of demon would you be?
Well, see, I th- I thought about this a lot because I'm pretty into demons. Yeah. <laughs> and originally when you asked me this question, I was thinking I'd be like, maybe like Mammon or something like maybe oh, one okay. of the cool classical demons, you know, yeah. uh, it's just trying to trick people and be like, Hey, you're, you want money? Like I'll give you money and trick you. But then I was remembering very recently, um, just a, a bit of background, um, in order to watch basketball a few weeks ago, I asked my parents and I got their, uh, their like bell cable login. So I could just sort of like watch cable from my house, despite not having cable. Wow. Uh, I can just log in and watch the channels. And I was just like, I don't want to go through the fuss of like finding like an illegal basketball stream. Like I just want to be able to click like TSN. So I got this from them. And the result of it was like, I watched some of the thing I wanted to watch, but also was just like, oh my God, I can just like click next. And there's a different thing just comes on at random. Whoa. And, uh, and there was a show that came on, like, I believe it was probably the discovery channel or like history. <laughs> uh, so it was real. So this is a real thing. And it was sort of like a ghost story show about like, you know, Midwest nowhere towns that have ghosts. And uh, so I, this story came on uh, from Duncansville, Ohio. Whoa. Uh, a report from the 90s about a monster called the Devil Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I got the Devil Monkey is kind of like, he kind of looks less like a monkey and more like maybe, and I don't even know if he's a demon, but like Devil, Demon, like you got you to gotta expect something funny's going on, right? They're kissing yeah. cousins, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, yeah. Uh, and the Devil Monkey, from what I can tell, is like, Less of a monkey and more like a Midwestern Bigfoot. Okay. Oh. Like, a, like an Ohio, a Great Lakes Bigfoot, I guess. He's okay. in Ohio. Yeah, there's the the Jersey Devil is basically yeah. the same thing, too. Um, but I was really enamored with the particular, like, recreation of this of this monster, of this fiend in the show. Because <laughs> it was just this, like, very obvious, shitty-looking, like, kind of Bigfoot ape costume. But with, <laughs> like... Uh, blood red eyes added in post nice and he just was kind of like am i allowed to say the f word yes (laughs) Uh, he was just kind of like fucking with his family Uh, um and i think in reality this family was like yeah we left a deer carcass out outside last night and then like there was a noise so like it must have been the devil monkey it's like no it's a fucking bear like you (laughs) left you left a giant dead animal outside your house and then a bear came yeah but it also do you know what i shouldn't i should believe people when they tell you things and so i also believe it was probably the devil monkey yeah. Um, <laughs> I love that it's monkey. Like yeah, monkey yeah, makes you, yeah. it makes called, me imagine something with a tail swinging from tree to tree. Yeah. Devil monkey. Oh, the show was, it wasn't history of discovery. It was on the travel channel. Oh, wow. Oh, good. Which is uh, even better. So next time you're in Ohio, check out the devil, check out monkey. the devil monkey. So I think I would be the devil monkey just cause I like the name and I think names are important and I just, uh, yeah. I don't know if he has powers, like all those Bible demons, they got powers and stuff. They can like do tricks and uh, maybe like make you turn into bugs. And I don't know if Devil Monkey can do that, but he's cool and he scared some kids and he looks cool as hell. Hashtag Devil Monkey. Yeah. (laughs) I need to look up the Devil Monkey. The Devil Monkey is making me think of the skunk ape. Which is <laughs> what's the skunk ape? It's something I've only ever heard about on a TV show that was very short lived called Freaky Links that I was a big fan of. 
uh, starring Ethan Embry as identical twins. One was missing and the other one was looking for him. But he was like, he was basically like Fox Mulder, but like with an iMac. <laughs> okay. I think it was on Fox and it was canceled before one season was finished. But there was an episode hmm. about the skunk ape and it was just like a stinky man who would lurk around, I think, like in Florida on a golf course, maybe. It was like Florida <laughs> Bigfoot. Okay. Check it out. Freaky Links. Great television program. For some reason, I like saw the first episode the first night it aired and I was like in love with Ethan Embry. So I had to watch every single one. Um, just I'm just finding out more information here as we talk about the <laughs> devil monkey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did a, a Google image search uh, devil monkey ohio and about a dozen 20 so searches in uh the wikipedia page for the demon Amon comes up oh but there is no mention of devil or monkey on the whole page it just for some reason comes up when you search devil monkey ohio i don't know what that's about uh but it seems oh, like yeah. a seems like a pretty clear indicator that something more than we could possibly understand is going on with the devil monkey of Ohio. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe he is in fact, uh, Eamon, who is a governor and a general in hell. <laughs> he he kind of looks like a devil done. monkey. He's got the same kind of eyes. He's hideous. Yeah. I mean, not all demons though. Yeah. Hashtag. <laughs> hashtag. Not all demons. Um, who's your, who's what demon would you be? Alicia? Okay, I would be a demon that looks like David Duchovny. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then, like, so whenever, like, in his whole thing is he he takes a lover and everyone's, like, super excited because you get to bang David Duchovny. And then just before coitus, his dick turns into <laughs> melted butter. <laughs> Whoa. And then he disappears. <laughs> it's just, just a mess on your crotch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or your mouth, whatever. I mean, whatever you want. That's wow. really cool. <laughs> How about wherever, you, wherever you yeah, want. I mean, it's still melted butter. Yeah, melted butter is still pretty good. Um, <laughs> you can use it for stuff. Uh, well, yours is kind of similar to mine because I've I've was I'm thinking about Friday Night Lights all the time now because that's all I watch. Um, yes, of course. And there's one thing about it that I love almost as much as I love Jesse Plemons. And that is Taylor Kitsch's character, Tim Riggins. He always has little rosy cheeks. Oh, and he's like a total mess, mess, fuck up guy. Like he's, he's always drunk. He's always letting people down, Mm -hmm. but he's got these little rosy cheeks and he's like, looks like this beautiful little cherub man. And of course he's supposed to be like 16 and he's 26 in real life. This sounds a lot like me. Like I'm always drunk. I'm always ruining my and uh, lives of others. I got little rosy cheeks. Yeah, you are. You are kind of like Tim Riggins in that I way. I pretend to be 16 often. <laughs> Hashtag 16 often. But but he's he's got long greasy hair though. That's one okay. one era. And you're also not a football player. But yeah. if I were a demon, I would be. A guy who just did like the worst possible stuff. Like he would cheat on you with your mom, like unforgivable stuff. But I would have these sweet little rosy cheeks. So every time you looked at him, you just couldn't be mad. And you'd just be like, oh, you little, you little rascal, you little imp. He fell from heaven recently. (laughs) Yeah. 
He still, still has got the glow. that heavenly glow. Well, a lot of a lot of demons were in fact angels who fell from heaven. Ball? So yeah. All right, I see where we're going with this. <laughs> yeah, Tim Reagan's himself. Um, I also just love Taylor Kitsch. I think mm. I think he's got like a bit of he's Keanu cool. energy. Yeah. Like really good at playing like a dumb teen, despite yes. the fact that he's twenty six. He's from Kelowna. He's so. thirty nine now. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's an two old man. Oh, that guy's great. He's yeah. two years younger than Jay. He's born in eighty one. He like they they had set him up to like be the next big star, and then he had like several flops in a row. One of them being John Carter of Mars, uh, and then I think True Detective season two. But uh, yeah, I'm waiting until Friday night so I can uh, eat a lot of weed and watch John Carter of Mars because it looks so bad. Hey, that'll be your your Friday night light. Will be the television screen. Exactly. <laughs> is it a good show? It I is. It's really good. It's a lot of football. I'm mending a lot of clothes while I watch it. So it's because like I don't care about football or understand how it works. So every time there's a football part, I just don't pay attention. But if Jesse Plemons is on screen, mm. then I'm then I'm I didn't attention. realize that was the origin story for Jesse Plemons. Yeah. Because I the first time I saw him was Breaking Bad. Yeah, and he like was an actual teen and he's like one of the few actors who was like actually a teen. I think he was eighteen. Um, but I'm in season two now and it's funny, I was looking at the IMDB poster for it because like Jay and I are just going through all the um, teen dramas, right? And so the IMDB poster for uh, Friday Night Lights is pretty funny because front and center in the poster are the only main characters of the show who are not teens. It's like the parents are front and center and then all the teens are tiny in the background behind them and it's like so weird yeah and it's like that's why your show wasn't a big hit because you like focus too much on the parents but anyway the parents are fine too in the tv show is the soundtrack uh i have never seen it but i did see the movie when i was in high school and i i remember thinking the movie was cool because the like cool post-rock band explosions in the sky uh did the soundtrack they have some of that in the movie um, damn that's cool uh, what whatever his name W.G. Snuffy Walden did the music who also did the music for uh, Felicity he's like a real mm. teen drama music guy but I don't care for the music so much <laughs> in season one season two gets way better first first episode first scene opens it's last day of summer they're at the swimming pool and it's playing uh, T-Rex and I'm like okay their budget has gone way up wow but you That's know when cool. like you're watching a TV show and you probably shouldn't be watching it all it's close together and you're just noticing the same musical cues like repeated. Mm-hmm. It's just like this. Oh, here's the like the dramatic one and here's the cute one and like here's the goofy one. Yeah, I need an outlet. That's what's happening while I watch Love Island. How's Love Island? It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Um, <laughs> but it fills the void. Nice. Um, in that way where it's like I put it on nobody has a sense of humor it's so like that is like that's my perfect television programming i don't want any (laughs) jokes and if i'm particularly down i don't want any thinking so it's good um it's really interesting that it's so popular and my theory is the reason why it's people think it's so good is because the soundtrack is so good Uh, Mm. that's all that's all you need it's a wg snuffy walden it's 100% only. Um, <laughs> they just play like really popular top 40 songs. They uh, have a huge budget. And so there'll be like a Rihanna song or a Drake song or a country song I don't recognize, but I'm assuming <laughs> from somebody. And famous. 
And it's fun, too, because when that many, like, kind of what's considered, like, stereotypically good-looking people are in a, in a group, for so long they become neutral-looking. Mm-hmm. If not, like, they had, like, they lose everything. All of the shine comes off of them. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. mm, I don't know, man. There's no normos to, like, offset their cheekbones. Do you ever watch yeah, a yeah, TV yeah. show or a movie where it's, like, very obvious that someone is, like, not a normal, or, like, they just don't look like an actor in it? Yes. There was some like newer Steven Seagal movie I watched over quarantine. I could not tell you which one, but there's like one one guy that was playing the villain. I was just like, they found him outside. Yeah. It was like really troubling. I was like, this guy just looks normal. Like he just looks like a guy they found at the mall. Like he like had no like expressiveness even to him. Wow. Uh, It was Probably really a good funny. match for Steven Seagal. He, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like he can't go too far, like, because he's a man Terrible that can't, man. can't express anymore. Like, he can't stand up. There were two different sex scenes in that movie. Oh, no. With, with Steven Seagal, where he oh, just leaves his... possible. He just leaves his coat on. <laughs> Stop. You can leave your mm. coat on. <laughs> and your pants and socks and shoes and shirt. Goodbye. <laughs> Let's Puppo. Okay. It's time what? for Puppo of the Week. Oh, man. Okay. Andrew. Yeah. You sent me a video. Yeah. I'm going with this. Okay. Yeah. Who's your Puppo? Uh, so we're talking Halloween. We're talking, it's getting spooky. We're talking demons. Uh, we're talking (laughs) animals. So a couple nights ago, I'm walking, I'm walking down sort of Southeast of my house. Let's say that's the direction I'm heading in Southeast. And I'm going (laughs) to block away and I see these two, these two young men and they're sort of like enamored with something. They're taking pictures of something. And there on the sidewalk is just a pitch black chicken. Like blacker than night, like true, like yeah, those are, they're a thing. It was like light breathe. was folding around it, you know, <laughs> um, and like everything, everything in its wake was darker for having been near it. Um, <laughs> and these two guys were like, just trying to like take a picture of this bird, um, <laughs> and kind of like cornering it. At one point, it like just fully attacked one of these dudes. Oh no! Like just jumped up on him, and I was like, "Oh, this is scary." And I took a couple of pictures in a video. I, I sent Jessica one of the videos, but I was like really troubled by this animal, and it was kind of making this noise, like, <sighs> like almost like a human, like a human in pain. Oh, no. uh, and I was. I was a little worried that maybe it had the soul of a man uh, <laughs> and that was the problem. Like that's why it was so troubled. Cause it, uh, it remembered its old body, but could not, could not find it. Yeah. Um, but then the, the two guys who were, who were bothering and being bothered by the bird, uh, they told me that about a week before they had been in that exact same spot and there was a different chicken on the sidewalk and then a young woman in a taxi cab just pulled up and was like oh my god there's my chicken and just grabbed it and got back in the cab (laughs) what is going on in halifax so halifax recently like when the last like five or six years passed ordinance allowing people to have backyard chickens okay uh it was like a big thing in city council forever and finally they allowed it um, but clearly it has led to chaos and yeah. it's turned the whole city into a damn farm. <laughs> did the chicken get home safe? I don't know. I got away. Like I didn't want to stay with the bird for too long. Cause I was legitimately like, 
quite scared of it. And I was, <laughs> okay. I was like going to meet a friend for a drink and I had to message them and be like, Hey, I like, I'm really, I'm running late right now. I'm sorry. I got very distracted by a chicken on the road. <laughs> and they're like, what are you talking? What, what are you talking about? What is that? What could that possibly mean? But it was literal. It wasn't even like a lie or, a, or like a turn yeah, of phrase. You had video proof. I was like, see, I'm, I, I'm not just lazy. There's a bird. Yeah, I was explaining Puppo of the Week to you and you were like, I just saw this right now. <laughs> and you sent me a very, very good video. I just found out Andrew doesn't listen to our podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have a Puppo. Who? What? I have three Puppos. Uh, one is a dog I met this evening, a puppy, eight months old, named Milo. Uh, apricot colored teacup poodle who was pretty big and he wanted to meet hank because all dogs have a secret language and poodles have a secret language and black lab mixes and labs seem to have a secret mess like a secret language so i took hank across the street and i was a bit worried because hank can sometimes be a bit grouchy with puppies Mm -hmm. and they ended up getting along so well that Hank could barely walk home. He was so tired and the dog was so sweet. And I was like, oh yeah, like comparing notes, like what's your dog like? And like, no, Hank is not like other poodles. <laughs> I'm always just hoping that, that we'll have like that connection. He's like, yeah, you, no, no, no. He's not like that at all. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like his four month old, his eight month old dog was more relaxed than my dog. He's an alien, I think. Yeah. He's special. He was a special delivery. Yeah. Um, then my second, well, those are like my second puppy was Hank because he's the best. My third puppy was my dad, previous guest, uh, Mike. And he is the funniest. And he was talking about how on Click It or Ticket, how he wish he really had those superpowers so he could make Donald Trump spontaneously explode with diarrhea. Mm. <laughs> I was like, I love you. I think we got to take it to the next level, though, like diarrhea, not just from where diarrhea normally comes from. Mm. That's definitely an acceptable sauce. From yeah, all diarrhea, holes. All holes simultaneously, <laughs> like a true explosion, like yeah. not just from one end. Like, you know, yeah, when that, that guy's head explodes in scanners? Yeah. But yeah, with like diarrhea. That, but diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. It would be the perfect ending. Amazing. Jessica, who's your puppo? My puppo is a 13-year-old long-haired wiener dog named Molly. Oh, boy. That sounds nice. She is so sweet. She belongs to the person I got my tattoo from. So while I was at their (gasps) place, like, they tattoo out of their home studio. And I was just there, like, all day. And I got to hang out with this wiener dog. She's so sweet. Wow. She's a little bit needy. Like, right when I met her, she came and she she sat right on my foot. And I was Mm -hmm. like... I could get used to this. I was there for probably like six hours and I was just like transfixed by the wiener dog. She's the perfect woman. I love her. And I get to see her again in two weeks. Mm. Wonderful. You could get a tattoo of the dog. I should. That's, on I the should other ask for arm. That. Yeah. No, that's I'm saving a room on this for the naked woman riding the bat. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, but Molly makes these little grunting noises when you pet her that are so sweet. <laughs> also sounds like a human. Lovely. Like the dark bird. The sky is a really weird color right now. I think we've have a lot of smoke. Yeah, but it's like I guess the sun is setting. It's like a mm. neon purple. It's impossible to name. Yeah. Yeah. I love that like the sunset, like or like is it orange? Is it blue? I can't tell. 
And like, yeah. you ever think about how like what I may see is purple is like different to you? Never. No, I, I never. No, <laughs> that's bullshit. I don't think mm. about other people. No. Um. So, Andrew, thank you so much for being our guest. If people want to listen to your podcast or follow you online or listen to some of your music, what yeah. can they do? Uh, probably the best place that's in a, sort of an aggregator for all those things. Uh, just be my Twitter, which is just my name at Andrew Neville. Um, our podcast, Incredible Thoughts, is kind of on a little bit of a break right now. Um, <laughs> uh, after four, after four episodes, just because uh, school has been very overwhelming, yeah. and uh, me and uh, sort of the my normal collaborators are currently producing a a, a long form radio drama um, oh. that has taken up a lot of the same brain parts. Mm. You can look for that. Um, if you want to check out the music I make, you can uh, look up uh, Penhorn Summer on your Spotify or whatever, or uh, Penhorn Family Music Group <laughs> on SoundCloud, if that's how it goes. Um, and yeah, just be on the lookout uh, for a great radio play. And you're you're the CEO of a, a new radio station. Yeah, I'm correct? also the owner and CEO and uh, acquisitions manager at 87.7 <laughs> The Vibe, which is Halifax's newest radio station. Um <laughs> Uh, we're doing a, a launch event later this month for Halloween, oh, nice. um, and we'll be playing a lot of a lot of your favorite songs. <laughs> oh, great! Twenty four seven. The Monster Mash. The Monster Mash. <laughs> we're playing a lot. We will be absolutely playing the Monster Mash at our launch event. I found out recently there's other versions of the mod. There's like a Christmas mod. Did you know about this? I only know about the like uh, the filthy version. So last year, just before we wrap up, this is like a really important story that everyone needs to know. Okay. So I have these two friends named Jason and Kate, very good friends of mine, and they're kind of like. They love old timey stuff. Like uh, Kate's really into kitsch and like and stuff like that. And Jason's really into like you know Sid from Toy Story, the villain. Jason's no. really into that. Jason's really into like <laughs> gluing a doll's head to like a monkey oh, body. Okay, yeah. Uh, and he's like does prop stuff for film. But we were at this Christmas party at Christmas uh, for the place Kate and I worked, and uh, someone was like singing the Monster Mash, and I had said to my friend Hugh within earshot of Jason and Kate, like, oh my God, it'd be so funny if someone made a Christmas version of the Monster Mash. And then Jason was just like, oh, Bobby Boris Pickett did it. It exists. There's like versions of the Monster Mash for every holiday. Holy shit. And uh, sure enough, there is a Christmas version of oh the God. Monster Mash. Uh, right. The knowledge of which has uh, changed me forever. I need So yeah, that. you can you can check out that song uh, and... Every other version of the Monster Mash soon on 87.7 The Vibe. Nice. Can't wait. Sounds so good. Catch the vibe. Alicia, if people want to buy your book. Um, so your little sad, so what? Nice things to say to yourself on uh, bad days is available at Barnes & Noble, Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, all of the Canadian uh, bookstores uh, that are bigger and probably your local bookstore. If not, mm. if you wanted to support your local bookstore, just ask them to order it. If you don't like buying books, your library will buy it for you. Nice. Wow. If people want to buy a tote bag, I'm now including uh, free drawings. I with, saw that with tote bags. I didn't get I, that. wasn't part of our monthly meeting. Uh, <laughs> I think sorry. I'm gonna buy myself a tote bag. I'll I'll draw you anything you want. Whatever. Draw Hank. I just love. Okay. Um. I'm making a note for myself. I just love uh, people telling me what to do and then doing it. Cause like I wouldn't draw normally, but if someone's like, I want a drawing of a potato, I'll draw you a fucking potato. 
Wow. Um, so yeah. yeah, you can order those through our website, retailnightmares.bigcartel.com. You can donate to our Patreon. If not, don't worry about it. Yeah, don't give it a second thought. You're doing yeah. great. We're doing fine. We love you all. We love you. We don't need your money. Unless yeah. you're donating and then we need your money. If you're a super rich person, then we <clears throat> need your money. Uh, they don't need your money. If anyone wants to give me like thirty or forty thousand dollars, um, hit me up. Hit my DMs. Yeah. Right, yeah. Or just like you can put your phone number in. Yeah, you can nine zero two four four one one two eight three. Just uh, you can hit me up. Send me some money. Not the first person who's given out their phone number on the podcast. Have fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, Andrew. Thank you yeah, for having Andrew, me. It was so nice to meet I you hope in person. You as well. I hope that was fun. It was super fun. <laughs> it was very fun. Bye-bye. Bye.